Well, good Tuesday morning to you. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to the new year. I'm Brooks Brewer. It's time for the Brewers Briefing, and we're going to brief you what's happening in the world of news, current events, at least some of it. And we'd love for you to get involved in the program. You can do that by giving us a text from the Wendy Chevy text line or a call on the Brew Lines. It's the same number. It's real easy to do. Number 918-756-3646. Again, 918-756-3646. Lock it in to your speed dial and use that sucker. Bye, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Appreciate the text. Got some good mornings coming in already. Hi, David. Welcome to the program, the first of many throughout this year. Hopefully, we'll see. You never know, but that's the plan, right? That is the plan. And if I'm not here, I'm somewhere else. Always know that. We do podcast this program. It's out there in the podcast places. You know them, Google, Apple, Spotify, others, I suppose. It's called Brewer's Briefing, so you'll always have it out there for you I just most of the time. Okay, all right, so that's that. Let's see uh, who else we got coming in here on the good mornings. We got another one or two. Let's see. Hi, Tony. Welcome. Good morning, 2024 Brewer, she says. Well, thank you for that. It's, it's a good morning. Uh, day two. And I've got two days of exercise in. I'm so proud of myself. I got the app. And I'm doing it, man. I got up this morning and did the thing. Yesterday, did the thing. I'm doing it. So, anyway, how about you? Are you keeping up with your resolutions so far? All right. Oh, you didn't make any. Okay. Well, that's easy, too. Good morning, Vicky. Welcome to the program. Glad to have you with us also. Love your good morning text, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, for all that. Let's take a look at the weather, see what it's doing out there. What do we got right now? We got 27 degrees. I knew it was uh, a little frosty out there on the pumpkins. 27 currently. Fair skies. Looking for 47 today. And south wind 5 to 10. Cloudy uh, tonight. Clearing toward daybreak. 28 overnight, winds calm. Tomorrow, lower 50s with sunshine. Back into the 20s. 50 on Thursday. A chance of rain Thursday night down to 36 degrees. So that's not going to be too bad there. Friday, rain likely. 70% chance of rain on Friday. Probably could use some rain. It's been a minute, right? 44 for the high on Friday. Mm, Friday night, 38. Saturday, going to be cloudy and 46. 53 on Sunday. You keeping notes on all this? Monday, a 70% chance of rain in 53. A couple of days of rain in the forecast. There you go. Not too bad. What are the temperatures around the state? What do we got? 30s in the panhandle. There's a 28 in Hooker. 24 slap outs at 26 right there. How many of you know where slap out is? It's right in the armpit up there. Oops. Easy. Take it easy. It's in the armpit or up there in the panhandle. Slap out. Oklahoma. Who's got the hot spot? Let me see. What do we got? We got you, can you believe the hottest spot right now is in the panhandle? 35. That's totally weird. That's that's how the new year is starting off. Completely backwards. Anyway, how how are you? How was your New Year's Eve? Did you do anything? Did you no? <laughs> Most of the old people don't do anything anymore. We we stay home. We didn't even watch a movie. We had the granddaughter for a little while. About 15 minutes, and uh, anyway, so nothing. Yeah, just just slept into it and woke up, and it did the thing, and 
all that. But anyway, it's it's here. Here it is. It's 2024. We're rocking and rolling. We're doing the thing. We're going to keep steady and focused, and we're going to have a great year. My theme, by the way, I came up with a theme for myself. You know, some people do this. You may do this. A one-word theme for the year. And I was sitting on my porch uh, one morning. I believe it was Sunday morning. I was out there. The sun was shining down on me, sitting on the porch, mid-morning, say 10 o'clock-ish. And I had a mimosa going, and big old big, big man mosa going, and I had a cigar. I had a cigar that my stepson and his girlfriend bought me for Christmas. A very I didn't know it was expensive. I didn't know how expensive it was. It was an expensive cigar. And I was I knew how good it was. Like, man, it's one of the best cigars I've ever had. And anyway, I'm thinking about my life. I'm I'm pontificating. You see, it's what you do when you sit on the porch with the mimosa early in the morning, sunshine. And I'm thinking about the new year. And 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 just it, I'm telling you, the Lord dropped it into my spirit. My 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 theme for the year is when. Not W-H-E-N, but W-I-N. When? I am going to win in 2024. I mean, everybody likes to win. You like to win? It, no, it beats losing. I'm going to win. I'm going to win in every year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win in my physical life, my spiritual life, my family life, air life, everything about it. I am winning my thought life. Come on. I'm going to win in 24. So that's it for me. I'm winning. I'm winning so far. <laughs> it, 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 I'm going to keep winning. And there's JP. May 24. Bring many blessings. Happy New Year. Mickey, uh, Mickey Mouse. Really? You throwing a Mickey Mouse meme at me this morning? I didn't think that about you, JP. <laughs> didn't know you were a Mickey fan, brah. Happy New Year to you. I hope it's your best ever. And to all of you. Anyway, that's just... That's my deal. Winning. I'm winning, man. I am winning. I am winning. 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 Gonna win. And it's it's gonna be exciting. All right. So what's happening in news? Let's see. What do we got queued up for you people today? <sighs> we have stuff. We have stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a uh do you know who Steve Kirsch is? Anybody? Kirsch Substack. Steve Kirsch, I don't really know. Who is Steve Kirsch? Now, Steve Kirsch is a, he's a smart guy. Let's just see if I can look. Where is the, he's got a, he, I've been following this guy for a couple of years now. He's all over the COVID thing. Steve Kirsch. See what it says about him. An American entrepreneur. He started several companies. He's rich. Uh, what companies did he start? Uh, tech millionaire. Um, and, uh, he, he's been all over the, uh, research about COVID and the vaccines. He, uh, is electrical engineer, computer science guy from MIT. So he's smart. He's one of those guys I'm trying to see what company he started. He founded InfoSeek in 1993, sold that to Walt Disney, probably did okay there. Uh, he sold uh, frame technology to Adobe, <laughs> probably did okay there. Uh, CEO of Propel Software, Abaca, all kind of stuff. He's a software guy. All right. So anyways, just, he's a researcher. He's a, I don't know, he's a smart guy, generally smart guy. Anyway, I've been following this guy for a minute. 
And uh, he had this on X this morning, uh, tweeted out, the single most important interview I've ever done, says former Kaiser, uh, or with a former Kaiser nurse, Gail McCray. And so the gist of the interview, it's, it's absolutely shocking. I mean, that's why you kind of got to know who this guy is and is he trustworthy? Is this legit? Who is, now I haven't watched this interview. I haven't watched it yet. I, I do. I like to see it because what it's proclaiming here is it's, it sounds so hyperbolic it, uh, over the top, but listen to this stuff. He says in his newsletter, executive summary, it's a, it's a 90 minute interview. Okay. We don't have that much time today. Uh, he says my interview with former Kaiser permanente Santa Rosa nurse, Gail McCray is the single most devastating interview I've done since I first started speaking out against the COVID vaccine in May of 2021. The key points include the following hospitals were actually empty when the press told us they were full. Okay. Now that would be pretty easy to go and find out. I would think. And I just don't think he's going to throw these kind of things out there or she, it would be too easy to debunk if this were false information. That's just what they say. The hospitals were actually empty when they told us they're running over. Remember there's just no room. We got to get the trucks out the back for the morgue and we got to get the ship and we're running over. And, oh my gosh. Remember all that pictures and video. Remember the videos that were coming in from Italy that they claimed was some hospital here and all that. Anyway, I'll, I'll continue. 90% or more of the COVID deaths were actually caused by the treatment protocols dictated from above and not the virus. 90% or more. They were both early treatments as well as inpatient treatments, inpatient treatments available that reduced the COVID death rate by over 90%. The COVID vaccines increased all-cause mortality in hospitals by up to 80%, according to one ICU doctor I spoke to who worked in the same hospital as Gail and made meticulous notes on patient outcomes. The vaccines increasing the cause mortality by 80%. That's a lot. It goes on. One of the potential reasons people believe that there was a pandemic of the unvaccinated is that the EMR systems that were programmed to default all COVID cases to unvaccinated and nurses were not told how to change that information. So everybody that came in with COVID was automatically programmed as unvaccinated, just through the computer. After the vaccines rolled out for an age group is when hospitals started seeing very unusual things they've never seen or rarely seen before that age group. Then doctors are still afraid to speak out. Bottom line, it wasn't the virus that caused the pandemic. It was our response to the virus. Top-down dictated treatment protocols and vaccination directives that caused nearly all the morbidity and mortality. It was all preventable had we listened to the people that our government wanted to silence. Remember all that? Remember, you may not remember the government working with Twitter and working with all the big tech and Google and everybody else. Facebook, silencing people, cutting them off. I mean, taking them down. If, if you spoke out against it, if you said anything good about ivermectin, let's say, or maybe the vaccines, maybe need, I, we're not really sure, then you were taken out. And the doctors who have, if you think about it, these doctors, bunch of great people out there, they've got a lot of debt from school, right? Two, three, four hundred thousand dollars from school debt. They got a family. They got a fancy car and a big house. I got to keep that going. 
And it's hard to come out and speak out against it, especially the younger ones. They just toe the line, man. That's what they're telling us to give you. That's what we're going to give you. That's what we're going to. We're dictated from above. The hospitals tell us what to do. The insurance companies, the, the government, FBI, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We don't know who these rogue whacks are on the internet claiming otherwise. Who are they? Who are they? Who is this guy? He's an engineer. He's not a doctor. What does he know? So we're going to do what we're told to do. And that's what they did. And a bunch of people suffered over it and are still suffering over it. And you can't bring back the dead ones that suffered over some of this misinformation, unfortunately. So that's one thing. There, there, there's a lot out there about the COVID deal. Here's another one from Mary Tally Bowden from Texas. She's the gal down there from Houston that got kicked out of the Houston hospital for standing up against all this stuff. I mean, this gal was really trying to help her patients. And she stood up. Here's a graph. It is a graph here. I'm going to bring this. This is from the CDC. Okay. You've heard of them. It's a graph showing the U.S. cancer mortality trend in the United States of America from 2014 all the way to 2023. And in 2014, uh, cancer mortality per 100,000 was about, let's see, which line is that? About 15.3. Uh, Okay. And then it was dropping, man. It, well, it went up to in 2015, then it really precipitously dropped all the way from 2017, 20. I mean, it's dropping, dropping, dropping down to 2020, really dropping 20 early, late 2020. It really dropped down there. It was around, you know, 15.1 and then a boom, a spike in late 21. And then it continues to rise into 23. It's going back up. Remember, the cancer mortality is going back up. We were on a good decline. What happened in late 21 that could have possibly increased cancer mortality? Hmm. Well, she goes on to point out in her tweet, we now have 49 candidates, 38 elected officials from 20 states publicly stating that COVID shots must be pulled off the market. Many are also pledging not to take donations from Big Pharma. Over 17,000 physicians stand behind them. And here's a list of stuff here, and, and they're saying, uh, hopefully, and here's a list of the politicians. I don't see anybody from Oklahoma on this list. We'll have to talk to our Oklahoma people and see. This may not be the exhaustive list, but it, it might be. I don't know. So anyway, there's... There's more of that. Let's see. You got you guys. What are y'all saying over here? Let's see. See what you're saying on the old text lines. Winning. Thank you, JP. Yes. 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 Uh, Tony says in the uh, Whitney Chevy text line, based on my voluminous unread emails in my inbox, my word for the year is unsubscribe. <laughs> you know, one thing I like about my Gmail account, it'll come up to me and it'll ask me on a regular basis, Hey, uh, Brewer, you haven't read it. This you haven't opened any of these in weeks. Do you want to unsubscribe? I'll go. Yes, unsubscribe. You're right. I have it. And then there was one that I hadn't read, but I was like, no, nope, I'm going to keep that one, even though I haven't read it. So, I get you. I feel you. I know what you're smoking right there. I mean, uh, cooking. Anyway, we're still on the COVID stuff. What does it say? Let me see. Peter McCullough, you may have heard of him by now, one of the, the well, I think the most published doctor in all the world, 
America's top physicians are calling for complete market removal of all COVID-19 vaccinations and boosters. They are not safe for human use. Record injuries, disabilities, and death have resulted from mass indiscriminate COVID-19 vaccination. That's what he said. Calling for a moratorium. So, and 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 the the shots have, you know, people people taking them have have fallen. People are 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 not uh, they're, they're 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 buying into the truth finally, which is good. So there's a there's a trend, and I'm going to show you. Where's my trend? Where's my? I got a text here, not a text. I got a, I got a little good good news for you right here. Listen to this, consumers are rejecting the Great Reset, which was part of this deal with the COVID-19 vaccinations. Here's you some good news. Are you ready to hang on to this? Listen to this. Growth in gasoline cars is now far higher than electric cars, flipping a trend for the last 12 months. The, the purchase, the sale of gasoline cars is on the rise. The EVs are on the decline. COVID vaccine uptake has plummeted. Pfizer's stock is down 50% from two years ago. Moderna's is down 70% of the team in the same time frame. That's good news. Zuckerberg's threads has failed. There's a lack of enthusiasm for heavily censored social media platforms. Nobody cares. Nobody wants it. It's not going to make it. There's also been a decline in interest in market value for alternative meat products like Beyond Meat. <laughs> I didn't know there was ever any interest in all that. Mm -mm. But that's not making it. People aren't buying into that. They want the real meat. And even DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, has hit the skids. Wisconsin just dialed back all funding and froze the programs. And Tony, over the weekend, sent me a little news article, a little something-something right here. Let me pull that up. Tony was so kind to try to keep me in the know. Google, you've heard of them. They're slashing their diversity programs <laughs> from what they said they were going to do a couple of years ago. It's true. They have Forbes article here talking about sweeping changes in the <laughs> diversity hiring practices they were promising. Now, back in the, this was back in the BLM days. Remember back in the BLM all the excitement of BLM and the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. Everybody was so fat. The signs in the yard. Remember all the signs in the yard? <laughs> I mean, boy, howdy. Everybody was like, woo, we're on this bandwagon of Black Lives Matter. And so then they were going to change all. And, and then George Floyd and, oh, my gosh, all the stuff. And so they were going, we're going to hire nothing but black people. Well, we're going to hire blacks and women and lesbians and gays and trans. That's all we're going to hire. No whiteies. I mean, just all, and so they have set this programs in place. This is all they're going to hire. And then now they've like kind of backed up a little bit and they're laying some people off and they're cutting some salaries and the representation not happening like they said it was going to happen. And they're kind of backing out from all this stuff. It sounded real good back in the day. We looked virtuous. Look at us. Look at us. You see what we're doing over here? We're hiring only. Black lay gesbian lay gesbian. <laughs> See what happens when you start doing all this stuff. Lay and gesbian black ladies. Well, like for vice president, for example, and, and whatever else, and president of Harvard. 
And then they decide maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe meritorious hiring maybe one day will come back. We'll see. Anyway, so that's happening. And it's, it's so it's it's on the skids, man. The DEI is uh, it, it's it's turning to the DIE. You see what I did right there? Pretty clever. What else? Is there any other good news? Let me see. Um, let's be grateful for every amount of capitalism we have remaining. I'm telling you, that's for sure. So, yeah, that's good. So I, I'm liking this deal. It's good. It's just, you know, we're not, we're not, the, the problem with it is they're going to, they're going to back up and come back harder. You, you know this, right? They're going to make it, they're going to, they're going to come back with something else, even more catastrophic to force us into eating bugs and, uh, and getting rid of our gas stoves and, you know, all the stuff. They're going to try to start doing it. All right. All right. So what is this? Um, I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got a long text here on the Wendy Chevy text line. It, it looks important. Let's read it together. How about the Republican conservatives start talking about one of the main reasons for the Democrats allowing illegal immigration? Obviously, the depreciation of the money supply, pushing prices of everything higher. Labor needs to be cheaper. And this is where Democrats and Republicans agree. Just ask the National Chamber of Commerce. What do you think? I think there's a lot of reasons for the uh, for the for the invasion. I really do. I think there's a lot of reason for the invasion down south. Well, we're going to talk about that uh, here here momentarily. So don't let me forget. I've got some stuff about about that. Okay. All right. Uh, but let, let's finish out with this reminder. Part of here's a text here. Part, reminder, part of an increased cancer mortality is that they weren't doing surgeries and people weren't getting regular health care during one and two year in some states shut down. That is true. That is true. They, they, hell, they wouldn't even let them in the hospitals or the doctor. I'm sorry. You can't come in. We got the COVID shut down. We can't check you for your cancer. I know it's stage four, but hey, you know, COVID, don't forget COVID. It's like the flu. You're going to, you're going to get achy if you get it and we can't afford that. Now your cancer, I know it's flying out of control. I understand, but we can't, we don't, sorry. I mean, that's a true story. People, people couldn't get surgeries or checkups. It's, it was an absolutely insane, the response to this stupid COVID thing. I mean, it is insane. It, it is the, the absolute definition of insanity is what we saw for the response to this flu-like virus that was flying around, the China virus. Lock them down, shut them down, no funerals. You can't sit next together in a funeral. You can't even have a funeral. You got to put them away. No, nothing. I mean, no kids in school, shut down the businesses. Oh, my gosh. Give them, the, mandate the experimental juice, military, every, I mean, schools, colleges, just, just, young people, give it to them. Give it. Now, I got, it, it was insane. I mean, it's so revelatory what people will go to, the lengths that people will go to, to try to get their way on something. I mean, they wanted to gas the unvaccinated, put them in quarantines and ship them off to Mars. I mean, take their children. It doesn't matter. There's nothing that's too bad for those unvaccinated people. I mean, it's crazy, man. What people are willing to do, governments are willing to do, and people, how they're willing to follow along is was shocking to me. 
I mean, just like a bunch of sheep, a bunch of cattle. Just get me in the car. Put me on the train. Keep me safe, so I beg you, keep me safe from all huh? Anyway, I know, a little theatric there. All right, we're coming back. We're going to be talking about the border and stuffs after this quick break. Stay with us here on Brewer's Briefing. Eight thirty is our time on a Tuesday, January second, twenty twenty-four. It's here. Are you ready for it? We're halfway through the program already. If you want to get involved? You can nine one eight seven five six thirty-six forty-six. Text or call. So somebody was asking about the border on the old text line a while ago. They were mentioning it and uh, talking about the reasons for Democrats allowing illegal immigration. Uh, obviously, they're saying here, obviously, the depreciation of the money supply, pushing prices higher, labor needs to be cheaper. And this is where Democrats and Republicans agree. Ask the National Chamber of Commerce. So I think there's a lot of things going on. I mean, I, I, I tend to believe that the the main reason for the invasion that they're allowing, and I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it is absolutely an invasion. How many of you have been to a sporting event, let's say an OU football game? I don't know. how. It, so the new stadium with the new, so like 80,000, is it 80,000 that that the uh, Sooner, what's it called? What's the stadium called down there? Um Owen Field, Owen Stadium, is that what it is? Is it 80,000? I think it's like 80,000. It's, it's a lot. I mean, you just stand here, like, man, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people right there. Uh, I don't know how many uh, Boone Pickens is. It's probably not that many. But anyway, it's a lot of people. So here's a picture. Somebody tweeted this out this morning. Here's a, a stadium somewhere showing about 100,000 people. I think the racetrack down in NASCAR, down at uh, Fort Worth, it, it holds like 100,000, I think. It's a lot of damn paper in one place. All right. Take that times three. That's how many we've had come across the southern border in the last in the last month. Month of December. CBP sources confirm we hit three hundred and two thousand migrant encounters in the month of December. Highest month on record. December used to be the lowest month. Now it's one of the highest months. September, 269,000. Every single month, this gigantic bunch of folks in this stadium, as you can imagine, just hundreds of thousands pouring into the... It's millions now. Now, this has been going on for years now. And so here they are, flooding into the country. Needy. Give us. We're here. Here we are. And... Chicago is pissed because Texas is trying to ship them off somewhere. And New York still sending the buses and the planes. It's it, it, it's an absolutely uh, an unbelievable invasion. And then, and then there's there's Tucson out there. It's all over the place. San Diego. It's all up and down the southern border. And they don't even clue what's coming in from the north. God only knows what's up and up, up, up there, too. It's uh, so it's an invasion. So here's what I think. Why are the Democrats allowing this? I believe a lot of it is 
is voting. I, I believe one day they're going to declare amnesty. They're all here. We got to give them a chance to vote. Oh, they're going to vote Democrat probably. Oh, okay. Well, that's, you know, we can't help that. That's just, you know, luck, luck of the draw. I think the Democrats, that's what they want. Uh, and, and there's so many, it will tilt the scales to an unbelievable degree. If these people ever vote and they decide to vote for the Democrats, it welcomed them into this wonderful country. Then it's over and it's all about power. And money, they'll rule them somehow. They'll be, you know, they'll be plebeians to rule. And they love, they love, they love people to rule. The elitist globalists need people to rule. And they're going to put them in certain districts where they can keep their money. And, you know, it's, it's a population. I mean, because Californians are losing people. <laughs> they're leaving. And they got to repopulate so they can keep all their congressional districts and all the stuff and all of them, you know, it's, it's political. It's all political. It's all, and it, it is, it, listen, there is more people coming in right now, foreigners, than there are people, people being born in America. All the babies, not enough babies. We're not having kids anymore. Kids don't want to have kids. They're having a few kids. They're having one or two. They're not having what they used to have. And there's more illegals coming in now than there are babies being born in the United States. Anyway, it's, it's going to forever change the country, the whole dynamic. It's all changing and changing and changing. And I don't know, you know, and, and look, I, I have compassion for the good ones that are coming in. I mean, but who knows? I mean, have you, have you seen the videos and not very many children. And somebody pointed out the other day that, you know, you got all these military age men coming over. Like when men are leaving and fleeing a war-torn country, let's say they're really looking for asylum here, they're leaving their war-torn country, they don't leave the family behind. You leave the family behind when you're going to war, right? You leave them back there, you go to war. When you're fleeing the war, you take the family with you. I thought it was kind of an astute observation. <laughs> Well, their families are back over there. They're going to come over and make some money, send it back over there, and hopefully they're not going to hear to, to start a war. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Sleeper sales? I mean, who knows all these things? It's difficult to know it all. I don't have it all noted up yet, even though I am working on it. All right, so there's that. What else? What else? So we got some. We got a great uh, quote from Thomas Sowell. You can always have some Thomas Sowell in your life. Here's a great start to your year. It says sometimes we are content to try to change ourselves with New Year's resolutions to do better in some respect. Changing ourselves is a much more reasonable undertaking than trying to change other people. It may or may not succeed, but it seldom creates the disasters that trying to change others can produce. So start on yourself before you try to start fixing everybody else. That's what I'm doing, and I'm going to win. Bad guys going to win. All right, here's other news. Breaking news. 231 service members and veterans have signed a letter to inform military leaders that there is a group of troops and vets pledging to the American public that they will do everything lawfully within their power to stop the willful destruction of our military by its own service, by its own leadership. 
after the unconstitutional prosecution of service members, free exercise of religion over the COVID vaccine. So this was uh, written yesterday. It's an open letter to the American people from signatories of the Declaration of Military Accountability. And uh, so I haven't read all this. Uh, so anyway, but it's 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 uh, back to the man- mandated situation with the COVID vaccine. And, uh, and they, of course, they said military can do whatever the hell they want to do. You're you going to come in here, we'll, we'll tell you what you're going to take, what you're going to do, what you're going to do. I don't know if that's going to amount to anything or not. General Flynn tweeted it out. He, he's behind. He thinks it's a big warning, big deal. I don't know. 231 is not that many when it comes to the entire military, but it's, uh, it's, on, it's out there. We'll see if it amounts to anything or not. Or not. Um, Tony's texting this in. Did you see the terrorist attack in Rochester, New York yesterday? Who fills a rented SUV up with explosive fuels and drives into a crowd of people? I know, I know. Pick me. No, I didn't see this. I did not see this. How did I miss this? Here it is in the news. Deadly fiery crash outside of an entertainment venue in upstate New York, New Year's Day. Investigated as possible terrorism. Sounds quite possible. Um, See what it says. A force of the crash. Two vehicles. Pedestrians. Two. Fire broke out. Uh, Two people in the Mitsubishi Outliner were killed, and the driver was taken to Rochester General Hospital. Non-life-threatening. Numerous pedestrians nearly struck. So it didn't sound like it was the big catastrophe they hoped it would be. Uh, so maybe that's why I didn't hear about it, but attempted catastrophe. And I think we'll see a lot more than in 24. Unfortunately, I, I just feel like that's going to happen. Anyway, uh, what else we got? We got to all this news about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. You've been hearing all this, I also, all the. The flight reports, uh, they've been out for a while, supposedly, but there's new information supposed to be coming out. And so here's a report, breaking, breaking report. Bill Clinton identified more than 50 times in the Jeffrey Epstein document dump. John Doe 36 is actually a former U.S. president. This individual, John Doe 36, age 77, appears over 50 times in the redacted documents from a 2015 legal case brought by one of Epstein's accusers, Virginia Giffray. The references predominantly arise from Giffray's efforts to have him testify against Epstein, a convicted sex offender, and his associate, Ghislaine Maxwell. So I don't know. There's all this news about names supposed to be coming out, and they're, they're saying Clinton's on that deal 50 times. And, um, I don't. I don't know. But that's, it's, it's lots of news about it. I still haven't seen really anything that's new and different so much necessarily. Uh, I did see a video. This, see where is that at? I don't know if I kept that or not. Tucker, here it is, right here. Tucker Carlson. He said this: the U.S. government claims Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in a federal detention facility in Manhattan four and a half years ago, just before his trial. If that's true. Why are there so few records available from that night? Here's a video of Mark Epstein, Jeff's brother, 
trying to get a copy of one of the most basic documents of all, the pre-hospital care report, written by the EMS team that moved his brother's body out of the cell. And Tucker says he's going to be interviewing Mark Epstein soon. And so here's a video. It's kind of an undercover, I guess, undercover video. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a video of this guy, his brother, trying to get the report. And like, it's not here. Nobody has it. Nobody has a report. Remember, the, the cameras failed. The, ju the, the jailers, what, they fell asleep. Something. The cameras failed. Now the, the documents are gone. Personally, I don't think he's even dead. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying, I don't think he's dead. I think it's all a gigantic show. I think he has everybody over the barrel. I mean, this guy took him to the island. He videoed everything. He has all the names, all the stuff. He, This guy is hes not that dumb. I just, I don't know. I don't think he is dead. I think him and his girlfriend, they're like, hey, just do the deal. You'll be in prison for a little while. They'll treat you good, but then you'll get out, and we're going to be on the, a different island somewhere. I'm, I don't know where he might be. I just don't think he's dead. Do you? Do you really believe he's dead? I mean, it's so, so messed up cameras the, the the original autopsy came out and said that it didn't look like there was any bones broken from somebody else, you know, or from himself doing it, all this stuff. And then they brought this guy to retirement to do the, I don't know. That's just my, my personal conspiracy. I think he's, he's out there running around sucking on pina colada somewhere, uh, laying low. <laughs> that's what, that's what I think. I know it's pretty it's pretty wild, but I I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what have we got? Four, Seventeen minutes left in this program. All right, here's something for you for 2024. Steve Bannon is talking with Jack Prasobic, and they're talking about Trump and Nikki Haley. And what they're predicting could happen if Nikki gets on the ticket. Here it is. We're going to have a big fight. will take place in the spring. We'll be, they're going to try to force Nikki on the ticket. They say Trump needs a woman. Nikki on the ticket. She balances things. And she can bring together that 15% of never Trumpers in the Republican Party. We're going to have to have that fight. If Nikki Haley is in this administration in any capacity, it will fail. Well, I'll she's a viper. She's a viper, and once she gets in there, she'll try to run it as prime minister. She'll try to be Dick Cheney. Uh, to, she'll try, her to Trump will be just like Dick Cheney to Bush. That's but, what she but would Steve, I to have do. to ask you, because Richard Barris issued a warning about this, a very specific warning, and he went even further. Barris's warning was this. He said, you put her in as vice president, and they will find someone to Lee Harvey Oswald Trump, get him out of there, and make her the president in his stead and he said if she becomes vp that guarantees they're going to take a shot at him i gotta tell you that we have to put on the table because robert kagan uh, uh, one of the senior most thinkers in the neocon uh you know vertical well anyway that just a little short clip from that interview and you know he's he's talking about it trump is talking about nikki haley gotta you know you got to have that token hire. You got to get a woman. Everybody, you know, can't just have a couple of white dudes up there running the show. I mean, that, people don't like that anymore. You got to get a woman. And, you know, Nikki has got some, she's got some backing. She's got some money. 
People backing her, got some people, got some establishment-type Republicans backing the Nikki. Bring them in. Bring them all together. Now, Trump, I guarantee you, he's, they're talking about it. And then the conservative people like the Bannons and I don't know about Jacko. They're like, this is a disaster. She's a viper. She's Dick Cheney in heels, man. Stay away. We'll see. See what happens. See what happens. What do you what do you say? You think you think? I don't know. I don't know. Where where did I put this one? Oh my gosh, it just disappeared. I was gonna play a clip for you. Wait a minute. No? All bookmarks. I was gonna play a funny clip for you. And hang on, maybe it's Maybe it's, ah, here it is. Here it is. Speaking of Trump, here's a comedian talking about Trump and, and how he misses the old Trump speeches. And uh, see, if, see if we get a kick out of this. I miss it. I miss the Trump speeches. For real, though, it was my favorite speech I've ever seen a president give. It was the night, it was the night the United States killed the leader of ISIS. Trump comes out of the Situation Room at like midnight in the White House and he walks down that fucking tunnel like he's, and gives a press conference like he's giving a post-game NBA just killed a guy press conference. He walks up in front of the entire world at midnight and just goes, Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. He died like a dog. And it's like, <laughs> I didn't change one word of that. That's what he opened with. And then he did 40 minutes. The speech is 40 minutes for no reason. It wasn't a prepared speech. He freestyled 40 straight. Not even a speech, just mean shit talk for 40. The meanest shit talk you've ever heard in front of the whole world. Abu, we could hear him crying. I said, Abu, don't cry. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Abu cried. He cried quite a bit. I wouldn't have cried. <laughs> Cry, baby, back, daddy. That's what we were all called. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it. <laughs> oh, you got to admit, some of that was pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Trump and his tweets and his. Uh, I, I was going to read the, the the Christmas. He said Merry Christmas to somebody and lit him on fire at the same time. You know, Trump is a, he's just an interesting cat, man. He's a mixed bag, to say the least. Interesting, funny, strong, and uh, he's going to, he's going to, uh, Iowa caucuses are upon us, man. They're, they're coming. Who's going to win that deal? Everybody says it's Trump, and then some people are like, nah, it's going to be the sand as you watch. It's going to be a surprise. I don't know, man. Pretty funny, though. He uh, died like a dog. <laughs> crying like a baby crying abu and it's funny stuff hey i want you to keep uh healthy in the new year here's here's something you can do now surely by now you've heard about how bad seed oils are for your body seed oils you know about this the the uh the toxic eight have you have you heard about these here's somebody that says if you want to uh if you suffer from inflation in in not inflation. We all suffer from inflation, Brewer, from inflammation. Here's a resolution that you can do in two weeks, and it'll help you feel better. Take the challenge and see what you think about it. No eating of fast food or processed food or regular mayonnaise for two weeks. And there's there's all these seed oils. So I was looking into this deal a bit and uh, what causes inflammation, these polyunsaturated fatty acid buildups in your body, blah, blah, blah. So we're talking canola oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, soy, 
sunflower, salt flour, grapeseed, and rice bran. Those are the hateful eight. Stay away from those. And somebody's asking about mayonnaise because I, mean, I like me some mayonnaise. I used to hate mayonnaise. And now I like mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise. And there's a recipe you can make your own mayonnaise and get rid of the seed oils. You don't got to do. So we're going to do this. I haven't informed the bride yet. We're going to make our own mayonnaise. Here's a recipe for it right here. Let's see where I thought I had it here. The recipe is like a, some eggs, some lemon juice, and olive oil, maybe a little water, salt, and bada boom, bada bang. You got your own mayonnaise. We're going to try. Here's a video. You can go out there and search that out. That wouldn't be hard for you. I could get chat GPT to do it for us real quick. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, give me a, spell it right, Brooks. Give me a recipe for mayonnaise, please. Okay. Bada bum, bada bing. Here it is. One cup of vegetable oil. No, 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 no. We're not doing the seedles. Got to be olive oil or avocado or whatever else. One large egg, room temperature. A tablespoon of Dijon mustard. Huh? A tablespoon a spoon of white vinegar or apple cider vinegar. Salt to the taste. And a pinch of sugar for sweetness. Instructions are here. Blah, 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 blah. So see, there you go. You're making your own manage. You got to buy the stuff from the store. And, and you'll be healthy. Listen, you've heard about this all your life. Come on. For at least for the last bunch of years. Get away from seed oils. This, this, see, it'll help you. Help you, help you, help you. Listen, I, I, speaking of health, okay, because I want to be healthy. I want you to be healthy. There is an interview out there. I listened to it yesterday. It's very good. It's with Jordan Peterson and a doctor named Adil Khan. He's a young doctor who is brilliant, all right? And the title of the uh, video is Curing Cancer, Stem Cell Research, the psilocybin and depression. Not sure if that's how you say that. It's fascinating interview about the future of medicine, basically, is what it is. And, and, and the cellular level and what they're doing, how they can program the cells genetically doing stuff. I mean, it is it is absolutely interesting and fascinating. This doctor said, listen to this. He was a sports trainer. He was a he was a trainer in the beginning. Before he got into medicine, he was a he was a physical trainer, and he wanted to help people. He loved helping people get healthy. He's like, I, I got to do more than just this. So he he went to med school, and then he said in med school, he said I could not buy into the theory, the idea, the whole premise of med school is to, you know, learn about all these bodies and then just give them pills, pills that don't cure anybody. They just cover the symptoms, right? That's that's kind of what he he's, the kind of the gist of it was not curative or preventative. It's just treat the symptoms. And he said, in med school, this is what's shocking. Ladies and gentlemen, my friends, listen to this crazy statement. In all of his years of med school, he had one class on nutrition. Or might have been one speech. One on nutrition. And he said what, what they were saying was even wrong. What they, About your grains you need to have and all this stuff. They don't care about the preventative side. And, and, and so, so he went into regenerative medicine and stem cell and how the body can 
do all this kind of stuff. Anyway, it is absolutely fascinating, and it's it's interesting because it it it's telling about the entire medical industry. And I'm not here just to bash doctors all the time. I'm really not because it's so important. And, and it, how many of us go to doctors? We all go to a doctor. We all have to go to a doctor. We take drugs of some sort. Almost everybody takes something, and you start peeling some of the covers back and the whole COVID thing helped to see it. Why doctors don't always give you the best advice. Like why would that be? I know they, they're good people. They want the best for me, but they're also people and they're also humans. They're also following a narrative and they also have a family to feed. And they also have, you know, it's easy for them to not stand up and put their name and license on the line to get dogged by their hospital or whoever. Anyway, so it's, it's hard to, See if you can find a doctor that really, really, really is about your health. And I think if they are, they're going to be talking to you about nutrition. Because it's kind of important what you put into your body. Hello, am I right? So go watch this video. It's an hour and a half long. I watched it all yesterday. It's fantastic. It's amazing of what they're what they're learning, man. I mean, the, the diseases are going to cure from this cellular stuff and stem cell. Unbelievable. So exciting. I'm telling you right now. So anyway, check that out. That's good. What else we got happening in the world of news? We talked about uh, Mark Zuckerberg building a bunker. <laughs> Remember last week? Here's a story about it right here. Zuckerberg spending $270 million on doomsday prepping, building a massive underground bunker. It's true. What? Where? On the northeast side of Hawaii's Kauai Island have resulted in a frenzy of conspiracies on social media. Reports suggest $270 million, the size of a football field, 57,000 square feet, yada, 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 30 bedrooms, 30 bathrooms, multiple elevators. Can this be true? Hmm. <laughs> Boy, it makes you wonder, you know, these people. That, that they are in the know, these smart people up there doing all this kind of stuff. Hey, I do have some bad news for you. I, I'm kind of devastated this morning. I didn't realize this until I was pulling up all this news for you people. Somebody won the Powerball. I didn't even know it was this high. I got I to gotta do better this year. I got to do better playing the Powerball. <laughs> totally failed my family this last week. Somebody wanted $842 million in Michigan. Could have been me. Now I got to go back to work today. Got to grind it out all week long because somebody won the 842. One person took it in cash value $425 million, makes them one of the richest people in the state of Michigan overnight. It's devastating. I didn't even know. It was in, it was up there. I, I wait till it gets about four or five hundred mil, then I jump in. I didn't even pay attention. Too busy with all the holiday stuff and drama going on. Anyway, sorry about that bad news, but somebody else won it. What else we got happening? This was a little bit interesting too. In our remaining moments, the Supreme Court Chief Justice, uh, what's his face, John Roberts. I'm not a big fan of, but he issued a warning that artificial intelligence, AI, you've heard of it, could pose a threat to the judiciary. In his annual year-end report, he focused on the promise of the potential pitfalls of AI in the judiciary 
It's kind of interesting. Some of this, they think about this. So AI is it's so smart, like what we just get, did with the mayonnaise. Well, you saw how fast it gave me the mayonnaise recipe. I mean, if you got legal questions and you're poor, you can go out there and ask AI for free, and it'll tell you a bunch of stuff, and you'll think it's true. You don't know. And and so a lot of attorneys are using this. He says right here, he says attorneys are using this stuff to to create briefs, submit briefs, and and they're they're submitting briefs with citations to non-existent cases. So literally, AI will make up stuff on its own. Just like, well, yeah, the case between Smith and Rasmussen, you know, back in 1972 was about blah, blah, blah. Not even such a case at all. Just making it plumb up out of thin air. AI will do that. And it's just weird. It's like this machine. It's it's like these half-truths. It's like this is really smart and true over here. And then it just brings this out of nowhere over there. And these attorneys are not doing their research. And the poor people are out there are not doing their – they're just looking for, asking for some free, you know, legal advice. And here it comes down to Pike. And they're thinking, you know, that people like this could replace the judiciary. Like, what do we need? Judges. We got the the unbiased machine. <laughs> well, it's a little more biased than you might think. Isn't that kind of fascinating, though? No, it's not. Okay. Well, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of interesting. The AI and, the, and this stuff and the judiciary and all that. Oil prices are surging. Up 2.5% after Iran moves a warship into the Red Sea to challenge the United States. There's you some good news. There you go. 2024 off to a good start. We got Iran and the warships and the oil prices going up and all that. Excellent. Wonderful. Okay. We'll see how that shakes out. And look at the time. O to the M to the G. We're out of it. We're out of time. Out of time. Out of money. Out of time. It's kind of, we're going to do Tradio now. I uh, appreciate you joining me for the program today. You guys are awesome like that. And we're going to jump back in here and do it again tomorrow. Okay. We're going to keep this baby rolling. We're going to win. I want you to win today too. I don't want it to just be my theme. I want you to be a winner. Win in your thought life, people. Win in every area. And, and you'll be a winner if you just keep listening to this radio station. I promise you. Have a good one.